I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Warning, you're about to enter the arena and join the battle to save America with your host, Sean Parnell. Well, the shit libs did it. They finally did it. The Democrats, <laughs> you know, I have to say, I kind of respect them sometimes. You know, they know how to fight. They know how to win. Um, they finally did it and they removed Trump from the ballot in Colorado. In fact, you know, a, a unanimous, well, they weren't a unanimous court. They were divided four to three, but they were all Democrats sitting on, on the court. And if, if you read some of their bios, you'll see that one is like the first LGBTQ LMNOP justice to sit on the court. And the moment that I see something like that, I know exactly how they're going to rule. I don't really care where they went to law school or anything like that. Dems all toe the line when it comes to this stuff. And of course, we've been talking for months, or at least a month and a half uh, about this and whether or not they were going to do it. Always in the back of my mind, I thought, you know, if, if this case gets up to a bunch of de- Democrats on a court, of course, they're going to remove Trump from the ballot because that's how the Democrats roll. I mean, looking at Mike Davis's Twitter today, because Mike Davis is a, is a warrior. Um, he's a lawyer and he, he weighs in on this stuff all the time. But he said disqualification under Section three of the 14th Amendment requires federal criminal conviction with evidence beyond reasonable doubt, unanimous jury and conviction upheld on appeal for rebellion or insurrection under 18 U.S.C. 2383. Anything short of that is illegal and very dangerous, he says. And that's exactly true. And here's the thing. Trump was never convicted of insurrection. He was he was tried. There was a trial in the Senate. He was acquitted. Um, no one involved in January 6th in the mostly peaceful protest that was January 6th was charged with insurrection. In fact, most of the people who walked through the Capitol that day stayed between the stanchions. And they, the, the most they should have been charged with was maybe at most destruction of federal property or unlawful parading. Um, Trump himself was never actually charged with insurrection. Um, and now there, there's rumblings out there that, that the 14th Amendment, Section 3, doesn't even apply to the United States president. So, uh, all of this just reeks to high heaven, but but my fear, my fear is this. I mean, it, the title of the episode is "It's going to get worse," and what my thought is is that now that this has worked in Colorado, anywhere the Democrats have a majority on the Supreme Court in that state, they're going to try this. And sure enough, within 24 hours of this ruling, the Secretary of State from California said she's looking into every legal avenue to remove Trump from the ballot in California as well. And of course, the communist state of California, of course, they would do something like that. Um, And so there are lots of people online yesterday saying, well, who gives a damn about Colorado? We don't need it. Trump can win anyway without it. Not true, because, again, this is going to create a domino effect. And what I'm, I'm afraid of is, OK, so now we've got California talking about removing Trump from the ballot. Well, guess who else? Guess what state also has a Dem majority Supreme Court, a Dem super majority on the Supreme Court, my home state, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And when this happened, I mean, the, the, the hypocrisy of the Democrats in the media seems to know no bounds. And. When, so I harken back, I, I harken back to my race in 2020, uh, where the Democrats rolled out this no excuse mail in voting in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania for the first time ever. And of course, they removed every guardrail uh, that would protect election integrity surrounding mail in voting. So they got rid of signature verification. They got rid of any semblance of a deadline. Um, they they got they rolled out these Zuckerbucks and and unsupervised drop boxes in heavily Democrat areas. I mean, it was a total shit show in every way. 
And of course, we knew that there would be problems. Okay. Um, in fact, the Democrats and President Trump, when I saw him a couple months ago, the first thing he said to me was, like, remember the Democrats sending out those mail-in ballots, 30,000 ballots in Allegheny County two months before Election Day? Oh, you were cheating. He's right. They, the Democrats did that. I know because I had to sue in federal court to get the Democrat Board of Elections and the Democrat member of Congress to, to get them to stop from counting ballots that would have been cast outside the district. I mean, that was literally their position in federal court. And I had to spend campaign dollars to stop it. But their position was count every ballot. And the judge was like, wait, you want ballots in a different congressional district to be cast for you? Yes. Count every ballot. We don't want to disenfranchise voters. And so uh, I rolled out a lawsuit shortly after the 2020 election because, of course, the math didn't add up. And what I went after was Act 77, the state's no excuse mail and ballot law that is clearly, clearly, clearly unconstitutional. All you need is an eighth grade reading level where you can read the Pennsylvania state constitution. You can see that they clearly defined how one can vote by absentee. No excuse is not one of those things. And I mean, it's things like you're deployed or you're an election worker or you're very, very ill. And in those cases, you can go and, and apply for a ballot, give your driver's license and they send you one. It's a very tightly controlled thing. Again, no excuse mail and ballot isn't a part of the equation. It was clearly unconstitutional. And my lawyers and I stacked up all of this case law going all the way back to the Civil War of Civil War soldiers trying to mail in ballots from where they were away fighting a war and the ballots were thrown out and rejected because they were found unconstitutional even back then. So all the legal precedent and the historical precedent on no excuse mail and ballots was stacked in our favor. The case was constitutionally rigorous. And in fact, it was so rigorous that you know how the Democrats and almost every single member of the media, both national and Pennsylvania political reporters reacted. They screamed bloody murder about how I'm an insurrectionist, even before Trump was an insurrectionist, about how I'm trying to overturn a Democratic election, how I'm trying to disenfranchise millions of Pennsylvania voters by throwing out their ballots. All my all my case did was challenge a law that is clearly unconstitutional. I'm telling you, they went so far as to send Antifa thugs to my home. They vandalized my home. They spray painted my garage. They followed me around everywhere I went. They targeted my attorney's office so much so that a couple of my attorneys had to remove themselves from the case because their partnership at their firms were in jeopardy. They, The left and the media and their allies in the media came after me, tried to destroy my life. And, and and what's what's remarkable about that is that what the Colorado Supreme Court did, these justices, these Democrat activists on the court, what they did was essentially prevent millions of people in Colorado from voting for who will eventually be the presumptive Republican nominee. And in the general election, it's going to be Donald Trump. Millions of people will be unable to vote for him because a, a couple of Democrat hacks on a court said that they can't. And not a single damn member of the media, and I mean it, not a single member of the left-wing media is out there complaining about it. That's what I'm talking about. The hypocrisy knows no bounds. Not a single elected Democrat that I have seen, I could be wrong, but not a single one has come out and said, wait a second, the precedent that this sets is dangerous to remove somebody from a ballot. I mean, RFK has come out and condemned this because, you know, of course he has, but he's not running on a Democrat ticket. In fact, the Democrat establishment is trying to screw him over just as much as they're trying to screw over Donald Trump. And so this brings me to, to my point about Democrat judges versus Republican judges. And this all falls back to the differences between Democrats and Republicans and how one side is fighting to win and one side is not. Democrats stack the courts in every state that they can in every available judicial position with rabid left-wing communist hacks who don't give a damn about the law. They don't give a damn about legal precedent. They don't give a damn about the constitution. They, they don't give a damn about history. They don't care about any of that. They worship their politics. And that's all that matters to them is the progressive communist cause. You do not have to be a legal scholar or even a lawyer to, to tell or predict how any liberal Supreme Court justice will rule on any uh, po uh, po polarizing political position. They will always find a way to advance the progressive football 
down the field because that's all that matters to them. They don't care about evidence. They don't care about the law. They don't care about the Constitution. They care about the cause. And that's it. Republicans, by contrast, stack courts with right-leaning jurists, right? They stack the courts with right-leaning jurists who, when appointed, leave their politics at home. And that right there is a microcosm of why Republicans get their ass whipped on the daily by Democrats. I'm tired of it. And if we don't learn how to fight and learn how to push back soon, we, we are undoubtedly going to lose our country because America can't readily survive what the Democrats are doing right now. They can't. I mean, to, to be quite frank, and I hope that this never happens, but wars have been fought over less than this. And if states continue to do this, like California is clearly going to do it. Minnesota has expressed interest in doing it. I think I think actually the Democrat Supreme Court in Minnesota dismissed the case uh, and good on them for doing it. Um, but if this continues to unfold, I'm afraid that something very, very bad is going to happen. Uh, Americans don't like being told what to do or who they can and can't vote for. And, it, and again, scary, scary times. One of the things that I always marvel at is how the Democrats from the top down put out these talking points and every single Democrat and every member of the media toes the line and they use the same words. One of those words was the term insurrection. And their use of that word was clearly very, very deliberate. Now look back to when January 6th happened and how soon after all of the Democrats started rolling out the word insurrection. It was almost immediate. Right. And and all of us so keep it. Keep in mind, all of us are trying to figure out what the hell happened. Ninety nine percent of people that were there on January 6th didn't even realize people had entered the Capitol. Yet the Democrats knew exactly what word they were going to use. They were going to label this an insurrection. And, and literally every Democrat member of Congress, every media type instantly calling this an insurrection. Trump's an insurrectionist. Look at the insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. And now. Looking, we we now now we see why, right? Because clearly, even way back then, they were going to weaponize Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment against Trump to try to stop him from running for office. So January sixth, of course, we acknowledge was about the destruction of Trump's legacy. That's ultimately what they wanted to do. But a backstop to that was going to be a Fourteenth Amendment argument in which they were laying the groundwork for even back then by carefully using the word insurrectionist. In fact, the Colorado Supreme Court, their ruling hinges on just that. Basically, the lower court found that Trump was an insurrectionist, and because he was an insurrectionist, he can't run for president. And so there's no, this is not an insurrection. The, 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 the protesters, the mostly peaceful protesters, didn't have weapons. They didn't have guns. The only person that was killed were protesters, one of which was Ashley Babbitt, who was unarmed and, frankly, was, it was murdered by Capitol Hill police. President Trump said, make your voices heard peacefully and patriotically. The guy was miles away. There was no succession plan. There wasn't a plan to appoint Buffalo Man as president of the United States, for God's sake. You see, the Democrats did this purposefully and deliberately to destroy President Trump. And, and look, Biden was asked about this today. Is, is Trump an insurrectionist? And even the president of the United States, the commander in chief, if you listen to Biden, the great healer, right? He's going to bring this nation together. Listen to what he had to say to this question when asked about President Trump and whether or not he's an insurrectionist. Roll the tape. Is Trump an insurrectionist, sir? Well, I think it's certainly self-evident. You saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, I'll let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. No question about it. None. Zero. And uh, he seems to be doubling down on about everything. Anyway, I've got to go do this. Yeah, what what a complete mouth-breathing shit-lib moron he is. I mean, talk about healing the country. All these people do is divide us, and that's their strategy for retaining power. But keep in mind, keep in mind, Trump was never convicted of insurrection. No one involved in January 6th was convicted in, in of insurrection. Trump was never even charged with insurrection. He was acquitted in the Senate for that charge specifically. And yet the Colorado Supreme Court is saying that he cannot run for president because an insurrectionist. So this is absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, it's a violation of due process of the law and Trump's civil, right, Trump's civil rights. And I hope, 
I hope beyond hope that the Supreme Court steps in and overturns this. But believe me when I tell you, as someone who's had two cases at the at, at not just the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, but at the United States Supreme Court on issues similar to this, the Supreme Court has done nothing but let me down and provide very little structure on what it means to have a free and fair election in this country, frankly. And had they weighed in back in 2020 when they should have weighed in, I think this country would be in a much better spot moving forward. And in fact, Clarence Thomas, in his opinion on my case at the Supreme Court, says, said right in the opinion, and I'm paraphrasing, that, you know, I can't believe that my colleagues and fellow justices on the court are punting this issue. Uh, we have a duty and responsibility to provide clarity for how elections are conducted in this country and what goes and what doesn't. And because obviously he was one of the dissenters ruling in, in, in our favor, essentially. But look, this there has been a distinct lack of leadership and courage on this issue, and it's leading this country down a very, very, very dark path. And so um, we have an amazing show for you today. I know I just went off for 15 minutes there, but we you know, want to thank Deepwell Services. They're one of our founding sponsors. Cabot Guns is also one of our founding sponsors. Go to deepwellservices.com if you're looking for a job. They're hiring in all positions, just not on oil rigs, but everywhere. And they're a great company owned by American Patriots. Believe me, everyone that works there says it's like a family. And Cabot Guns makes the best 1911 pistols in the world, all American made, 100% made in America. They're also hiring. Go to CabotGuns.com. We're thankful for their support. Uh, if you're watching, uh, make sure you like and rumble. That matters a lot. Rumble notices that stuff. It helps us grow the show. Also, tell your family and friends to subscribe to Battleground Live because we just joined just very recently the Vigilant News Network, and Vigilant News is filled with a bunch of patriots, um, and the lineup is growing there like crazy. Uh, but they've got an app. It's called Vigilant, the Vigilant News Network app. It's it, it it's free. It always will be. And they're like I said, they've got Ed Henry on from eight to ten in the morning with Wake Up Patriots. I'm filling their five p.m. time slot there. They're awesome. You should check them out. You should download their app. It's free. It's at no cost to you. Just awesome stuff. If you're tired of, you know, the bullshit that's that's being fed to you by the mainstream media, even some of whom are, are conservative news networks now, then Vigilant News is for you because we're not tied to people who control the narrative. We we set the narrative and we tell the truth. So I'm proud to be a part of that as well. Uh, but but I've got uh, Savage Rich Barris with me today, and as always, Rich Barris Rich Barris is on the forefront of all these issues, and he's got new polls out that we're going to talk about, got especially this Christmas poll that we've got to discuss. Oh, there he is, Rich. How's it going? Welcome to the show. Living the dream, brother. What well, what is this Tenth Mountain Division? You're up in Pennsylvania wearing short sleeve shirts. I'm in North Carolina freezing my off. Okay, you're it's doing cold. your best impression of Fetterman. That's what you're doing with the hoodie. You see that? Listen. Listen, Savage Laura gave me this. All right. <laughs> I got it, especially during Chris. She gave it to me last Christmas along with a green one, which I'm saving for Friday when we go over the uh, rest of the Christmas poll, you know, and uh, <laughs> they're cozy. They're super cozy. A little bougie. It looks like but super she cozy. knitted for you. It looks it looks knitted. Oh, man. These are like, uh, no, it's just a pattern on it. Isn't it crazy? You got like a zoom in. It's good. You know, so you can see it like today on the show. You I, my my picture wasn't that clear, uh, but it'll keep you warm. I threw this in the car hard over this and I'm good. <laughs> well, well, that's good. I'm glad you're warm. Um, and of course, we love Savage Laura, Commander Laura Barris. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah, your amazing sure. wife. But what do you give me your thoughts on on this insanity with the Democrats kicking yeah. Trump off the ballot? Did, did you expect that they would go this yeah. far? Yeah, I did. I mean, I, yeah, I, I really did. I think that people need to wake up and to all of the people who make these also these ridiculous um they're twisting themselves in these logic pretzels and like they're supporting other republicans in the primary and in an effort because i know what it is it's an effort to try to convince themselves why they're still doing that given all of the other facts that they should not and they're against the majority and so they're make it's how human beings work and our minds work they're really just doing this to make Trump the GOP nominee and then the lawfare will make it harder for uh, him to be Biden. And if we, we vote for someone else, we can be Biden. They're doing that because that's how human beings rationalize and justify their bad decisions. I'm just being very real with you. The truth is those very same people were doing their damnedest, their damn best to elect Hillary Clinton instead of Donald Trump when they fail to stop Donald Trump in the 2016 nomination. Many of them, most of them supported Ted Cruz or someone else at that time. Consider this, Sean, if that if they had succeeded, 
This would not be a 5-4 narrow majority ruling the president and his supporters are hoping they get shooting this ruling down. It would be a 7-2 liberal court that would be hearing what is essentially a case that determines whether or not we remain a self-governing society or whether or not uh, we're, we're really at the whim, we're subject to the whim of authoritarians because that's where we're at. If you looked at I have maintained, Sean, that they will go this far. They will try to imprison this man. They will try to imprison you and me if it comes down to that, you and I. I mean, that's where these, that's who they are. And it's time for people to wake up. You know, you you think you're going to support someone who's going to give you the Trump without the Trump. You're out of your mind. They'll arrest, they'll arrest Ron DeSantis as fast as you can bat your eye as well. If Nikki Haley ever did anything. Uh, that ran afoul of them, which she wouldn't, because let's be honest, she's completely bought by donors. I mean, it's time exactly to really speak right. the truth now. You know, they would do the same to her. We are hanging by a very thin, very thin thread in this country. And you, what you said before while I was waiting to come on is not hyperbole. You got children. I got children. Sean's got children. Do you at home? You better wake the hell up. We're in a lot of trouble here. It's so true. And speaking of Trump without the Trump, I mean, I said yesterday on the show that people are making this argument that I said completely blow off, you know, ass clowns that make the argument that, oh, the Democrats just want to indict Trump and trying to kick him off the ballot because they want to galvanize support for Trump and make sure he wins the prime. That is complete bullshit. That's they. it's, It's absolutely positively ludicrous on its face. They are trying to remove this man on some novel legal theory that really hasn't been used in a hundred years and was intended for Confederate soldiers in the wake of the Civil War, never been applied to a president. I mean, as someone who was actually a sitting president. I mean, absolutely. The one office to exclude in the statute, in the language, Sean. It's the one office. And this is a federal issue anyway. This has nothing to do with the states. They do not have authority to do this. And you, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. No, just, I, no, no. Listen, listen. Well, I No, it's okay. I want to hear your thoughts on this. That's why I'm asking you. But but I want to get your reaction to this video because you know who made that very argument that I just trotted out to you today instead of issuing I know a it, very... Go ahead. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, uh, uh, let Brock go ahead and roll the tape. and let's Roll it, Brock. Here. I think the U.S. Supreme Court is going to reverse that. But but here's the larger thing, what the left and the media and the Democrats are doing. They're doing all this stuff to basically solidify support in the primary for him, get him into the general, and the whole general election is going to be all this legal stuff. And, look, it's unfair. Uh, They're abusing power 100%. But the question is, is that going to work? Um, And I think they have a playbook that, unfortunately, will work. Uh, and it'll give Biden or the Democrat or whoever the ability uh, to skate through this thing. That's their plan. That's what they want. What they don't want is to have somebody like me who will make the election not about all those other issues, but will make the election about the failures of Biden, the failures of the left, and how we're going to be able to turn the country. Okay, your thoughts on that? One, totally disqualifying. I'm a pollster, (laughs) and I'll always poll people fairly. But the fact of the matter is that tells you two things. One, the governor does not know what time it is. All right. Number two, he is because you have to couple those comments with what he what he said on Newsmax earlier in the day this morning. When oh, he we're going to get ready. to that, too. We're going to get yeah. to that. Put a pin in that. I can't, OK, because I think, that. yeah, let me put a pin. But I could say this without blowing it. I think taken together, what it shows you is that I've been telling people the truth for six, eight months now because I've been talking to his donors or now his former donors. They're even they're with Trump and Haley now, um, you know, that this has been his strategy. He is lying. He doesn't believe that. His supporters are trying to rationalize in their minds while they're still with him, his influencers. But the governor himself does not believe that. It has been his strategy this entire time that he was, he knew, he knows it, Nikki Haley knows it, and you cannot beat him fair and square in the voting booth. And when donors said, okay, Ron, but now you're falling, what's going to happen now? Why should we give you more money now? Do you remember when Jeff Rowe said we need 50 million and 60 days to beat Trump or we're done? Do you remember that? 
that at that point is when they started openly telling donors he is going to be derailed by lawfare. He will be removed from ballots in different states. The donors aren't lying. This is what he told them. It's a strategy, which is why he refused to join Vivek. And I'll put a pin in that. I'll just leave that alone. But it's his strategy. Totally disqualifying. I'm sorry. Totally disqualifying. Since you mentioned it, let's just, we've got that. It's not supported by the data, by the way. Let me just say that as a pollster. What he is saying is not supported by the data. Just like the reasons that he cited for getting in this race in the first place, destroying the career of a really good friend of mine, by the way, who I could not convince that he would end up where he is now. And unfortunately, Jeff Rowe and he was eating dinner with the governor. They had been gotten they got very cozy together. Those two together convinced a buddy of mine to kill his career and destroy himself and his credibility. And now that's where he is, sadly. But this is a man who said things like Donald Trump, if he, even if he loses in 24, will run again in 28. So I got to do it now. I'll be irrelevant by the time 2028 comes along. Uh, what else did he say? I mean, just the most ridiculous arguments that I tried to rebut. You know, obviously I was right at this point, but back then, oh, and I don't want VP. I'm not a number two kind of guy. I'm a leader. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're too good to be vice president? Uh, bro. Yeah, it, it's it's honestly, it's, Fight it's me, honestly- bro. It's crazy. Bro. It's crazy. You, so Sorry. you mentioned the, the stuff on Newsmax today um, because uh, I want to I want to play that sound. I want to give people the full picture and then we'll discuss it. Go ahead and roll the tape, Brock. 2024 presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy saying he will remove himself from the Colorado ballot unless Trump's eligibility is restored. Would you do the same? No, I think that's just playing into the left. Um, I think the case will get overturned by the Supreme Court. But I've qualified for all the ballots. I'm competing in all the states, and I'm going to accumulate the delegates necessary. That's the whole name of the game. So, so to me, I'll tell you that you're right. Given those two video clips together, gives you a window into Governor DeSantis's mind. To me, that's disqualifying because it shows that he's willing to oh. cheat in order to win. Right? Yes, like, brother. It shows no that one he's should be these- anywhere near power with a mentality like Ron DeSantis. And by the way, probably talk to some of the yeah. legislators in Florida and some of the other people who do business in Tallahassee, and they would tell you 100% that's how he does business. So, you know, it's totally disqualifying. Sorry, man. I'm with you 100%. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you know, if you're, well, if fired you're, up, willing, man. If you're fired up, if you're, I, well, this is why we have you, Savage Rich. This is, that's why your name is Savage Rich. You know, <laughs> it, you're, you're living up to the name. And more and more, more and more so every single show. But, but you're absolutely right. If you're willing, if you're waiting for something existential to happen to Trump, and that yeah. is clearly his strategy. Rich, you and I have said it on this show many, many times. His strategy is just to wait and see, wait and see if Trump gets removed from the ballot, and wait and see if he gets thrown in prison. And that is not a strategy. That is, that's in fact, if that's how you're willing to win in this game, you're right. You shouldn't be anywhere near, uh, anywhere near power, and you're sure as hell not a leader. And, and it's, and it's real, real scary. Um, I mean, frankly, he should see this and say, I don't know. I, I, I can, can you believe he didn't issue a, a, a statement yesterday I mean, I was shocked I was, by that? I was just waiting for you to finish to say he's not a leader. Let's be real. How many hours did he take before he finally released a statement, which was a pathetic statement? Vivek took the layup. And I said it, it, on the way to take this layup, did he like you know, pull his back or something like what is going on here? The man's not even on the court anymore, Sean. He's not even playing the game that people expect uh, presidential contenders to play. He's playing a totally different game, which is one that is not very uh, flattering of, you know, who he is. If he's folks, let me explain this to you because I've been around a lot of politicians. If this man is willing to exploit and benefit himself from the from the incarceration and the unjust treatment of the man who made him the person he is, what is he going to do to you? It took one phone call from Ken Griffin to get him to change his position on Ukraine. How much do you think he's going to stab you in the back? You better get off it, man. I mean, listen, I don't mean to do this. I normally just like to poll and tell people objectively what's going on, but I got I got a family. I talk to the voters all the time. I'm getting very worried, Sean. 40% of Trump's primary vote this month 
told us that they will write his name on the ballot if by some means he is not the nominee. Number one, that tells you everything you just heard DeSantis say, which he knows is false, is false. He cannot win. He can't win without MAGA. You, Trump, if Trump is not the nominee by some reason, you lose. Nikki Haley is not going to win. If you believe those polls, I have a bridge to sell you in the five boroughs. <laughs> okay. She will evaporate. It just, I mean, she's already evaporating in the general election polls against Biden as more people get to know who she is. That's an old trick of a pollster, folks. She has no name recognition. And when someone is going, who with no name rec goes against someone who has, um, uh, is unpopular at the time and a low approval rating. They look like they're doing better than they actually will. Meanwhile, these people are serious. They will another like 5% say they won't vote, but those people who say they're going to write his name on the ballot are not doing it because they, they, they're like, Oh, well throwing away their vote. And they somehow think they still won. They could win this thing by writing his name on the ballot. They're doing it because they already know they've lost. If they take Trump off the ballot, you lose. And Trump supporters know exactly. those those 40% know you've already lost if they do that. You just don't know it yet. You're going through their little game and their charade with the illusion that you have a say in the election. You don't. They took the leading candidate off the ballot or by some way denied him the nomination and by some way, shape or form, because they're very creative and you are not in charge anymore. End of story. And Trump supporters get that where a lot of people don't. And I talk to them every day and I'm getting nervous, Sean. I'm getting really nervous about real upheaval in the somewhat near future, brother. I don't, I mean, I don't know how else to too. put it. I, I mean, look, me too. I mean, I want to ask you about Nikki Haley. I want to show you some sound of Nikki Haley where she was asked directly about you know, the Trump VP thing. And I want to say like, you know, watch, watch the show today. I saw that you had like a little elf that you had as Fauci, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like you know, yeah. so I, tell, tell the, <laughs> so you talk about, <laughs> I said, did so, you take your jab this holiday season? The wellness. This is what I was telling. Yes, that's what that's that was my segue to the well to the wellness company. They're sponsoring. They're a sponsor of the show, and I, I mean, we love Great them. Company. I got like, a, yeah, I just got uh, my emergency kit, my emergency medical kit today, and so you know, Fauci, like L, little Elf Fauci, right? <laughs> like he, like you get these wellness kits, and I got my own like little promo code now. But you know how it is. Like they yeah. lied to us. Be ready. Your family should have one. You said you've got kids, right? I mean, yes. I know you have kids. You have Commander Roman running around the house right now, and I've got five kids in my house. They're all crazy. Um, <laughs> having a wellness kit, each should have something like this in your house. Should disaster strike. But so, like, our, our, for for yeah. us, like, go to TWC dot health backslash battleground backslash battleground today in order that's twc health backslash battleground use the promo code battleground to save 10 percent. so had to have to give some love to our sponsors as we move through the show you know how it goes i think yeah like the wellness company too i love it we haven't we haven't gotten ours yet but you know we always do our due diligence we we got we got them they're just not here yet um this is a no-brainer you know, the, and the spike support too, which you can get by going to uh, that link backslash battleground. Um, that it, it, at least somebody's out there trying to do, make right the situation, Sean. Absolutely. I mean, my son. You go when you way, go to your when, when oh, you go, go to your doctor. When you go to your doctor and they're still telling you that if you don't get the jab, you're going to kill your grandma on Thanksgiving, you know that you need to start taking care of your own health. These people are some of these left wing doctors. It's like they spend all that time in medical school school. And what the for what 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 the hell for? They're just going to like toe the left wing line. What the hell is their point? Yeah, I unfortunately, you know, this is like as somebody with my with my background, when I got out of the army, Sean, you know, the first thing um, doctors did to me and the and the veterans uh administration and this was during the pill mill time still because you know i think i'm along with you in that you know so when i got out uh all they did was here take these and i'm like you know aren't these dangerous oh no you, you can get off them you know which led to like the worst period of my life you know one of the hardest hardest things i had ever had to do including training in the military um mm -hmm. i ever since then i've never you know i've learned not to trust somebody in a white lab coat i mean those people not not 
people at the VA, they just honestly didn't know what to do with us. But private sector jobs, uh, private sector doctors in Ohio and West Virginia and all across the country. I mean, here you have a population of people who their communities have been hollowed out. And for, you know, a cruise to Hawaii, a two week cruise to Hawaii every year, they stuffed pills down their throat knowing exactly. damn well what they would do. So these these people are not better than us. They're not above uh, being corrupt, being liars, being crooked. And if we get anything out of COVID, it's that um, you never you, you never should have believed otherwise. You know, I mean, absolutely. Uh, so, OK, so Nikki Haley is VP. She was asked about it. She punted. She didn't answer. Um, yeah. um, I want to get your thoughts on this sound. Uh, go ahead and roll it, Brock. And talk about you as vice president. And I know what you're going to say. I don't play for a second. I got it. I've I've seen the line and it's authentic. I get it. But Ron DeSantis has ruled it out, says, no way, I'm not going to do it. Okay, are you going to rule it out? I don't play for a second. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's offensive when anybody says that, oh, you know, she wants to be vice president. You don't do something like this mm-hmm. to be vice president. You don't sacrifice emotionally, mentally, physically with your family, everything to come in for a second. That's not me. I've never done second a day in my life. I'm not gonna start now. I'm doing this because we have a country to save. Everybody knows that our country is in disarray and the world is on fire. And I don't trust anybody else to fix it. And I'm determined to get that done and we're gonna get it done. And the people want us to get that done. You can feel it. And that's why you're seeing us move in the polls is because they're, tri- they're tired. With me, there's no drama, there are no vendettas, there's no whining. It's just work. It's what I've always done is work. But you're not going to rule it out because you're not going to rule it out. I mean, it's not even a conversation. And it doesn't matter what candidate wants me to answer it. I don't play for a second. I don't know what more I can say than than to get them to understand that. What do you think about that? You know, for liar. I mean, people run for cabinet <laughs> positions and vice president all the time. She's exactly. such a liar. Exactly. exactly. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it scares me. I, I, I don't think that you want Nikki Haley any near, anywhere near the vice president spot. I just I just think that she is she's a ladder climber. She's dangerous. I mean, there's a reason why the I mean, from the establishment, the uniparty standpoint, well, inside yeah, well, there's no difference. Corrupt. There's no difference between Nikki Haley and Joe Biden on almost nope. every one of the most important issues of our time. Whether it's it's COVID, whether it's China, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's regime change wars or forever wars or foreign policy, um, uh, em- embracing Wall Street, uh, discarding the middle class, whatever. They're the same. They're the same outside of a couple of, you know, cultural issues that maybe make her a Republican, I guess. But, you know, it worries me when it comes to her. I don't even think so. I mean, I've known this woman for a long time. This is she caved on transgender issues in South Carolina before they were even a national big deal. People in North Carolina did not. Republicans in North Carolina fought tooth and nail. She caved on it immediately. She caved on the Confederate issue, the Confederate statues and the monuments and flags uh, she praised Bubba Wallace and condemned the fake hoax attack. This is somebody who is immediately going to knee jerk and give a response. She thinks the media wants her to give. Um, and in truth, if you were sitting in a classroom for international relations, which I happen to have did at one point in my life, I was bored <laughs> and decided I wanted a degree in international relations. And I got one. And I'm telling you, there is no difference. If you are an international relations theorist, there is no difference between um, Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, except for the fact that she leans more as a neocon as f- opposed to a liberal internationalist. Either way, they're both interventionists. And Nikki Haley just believes in the primacy, using the primacy. If this is a textbook definition, folks, using the primacy of U.S. power to shape the world into what they want it to be. And the fact is, it's a laughable. She subscribes to a foreign policy school of thought that's left out of every classroom in this country. And it's amazing that it ever finds a place at the State Department or the UN or anything. When she left um, the Trump administration, she did, you know, she paid lip service to America first and what Trump called principled realism. We've never had a realist president before, which is astonishing because it's the dominant school in international relations theory. It's the smartest, uh, most realistic school. Uh, and it's, it's the wisest foreign policy. Um, she paid lip service to it, but she she paid lip service to him. But she did things, you know, that were uh, basically could be considered stabbing him in the back. And when she resigned, she did not say to the president, 
I, I had a great time serving you, but I just want to move on to other things. And I one day want to run for president against you. She said, it, you know, I want to resign. I will never run for president against you. I know this. We covered this. And she said also flatly, my family's broken. I need to make some money. And then she left and sold herself to the military industrial complex. People need to understand this um, because we really just, Sean, I mean, the state of this nation, do we really have any time left to debate this stuff? No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't. I mean, we're one vote away we're from done. cascading ourselves oh. into a thousand years of tyranny. And that's not Absolutely. hyperbole because no. these these radical leftists, they will not use and wield this power simply one time. They're already going after Trump allies. You can bet your ass they're going to come after people like me and you next. I'm oh, telling you. Yeah. Right? And it, it's it's going to happen if we don't stop it right now. And all of this talk about, oh, you know. Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, or let's have this long primary. I mean, it, it honestly, it, it's getting to a point where it's, it's damn offensive to me because how can we as a party, you talk, look, the Democrats don't have, this They're risking our they, safety, just, they just don't, huh? the Democrats don't have this problem. They, they, you never see their party doing the things that we do fighting it infighting and, and having the infighting. So outwardly facing, you know? Yeah, that that's you know that that's always been the disadvantage of the Republican Party, and people like to say things like, "Well, they're collectivist by nature, and Republicans are individualistic by nature." I reject that. I mean, you can be individualistic and yet be smart enough to see the the bigger picture. The fact of the matter is, and it's almost over for DeSantis now. It's over in twenty three days. Okay, um, but before you know him. As Mike Cernovich said, $200 million, if you could not just never back down, if you take it all in the supportive amount of money and everything, $200 million vaporized. Now they're going to turn in Nikki Haley and they're, they already did. And they already are. And they're, um, you know, going to try to pack the New Hampshire primary with Democrats and independents to try to get her closer to Trump. And she is gaining, by the way, in New Hampshire. That is real because Anselm College came out today. She's still behind Trump pretty far, but. Uh, there's no doubt that there's a, a lane there to try to make the media give us a, a horse race. The bottom line is, however, she's way behind in South Carolina. He's at a majority. Sean, even they prolong their their attempt to live up to their delusions of grandeur are putting you and I and other normal Americans at risk. Like this is the mm -hmm. bottom line. So we're in danger while they play patty cake with each other. You know, this is the different world that we all live in, you know, so she's going to make good. Uh, it, it, when it comes to DeSantis, I think someone's probably going to go after him over the migrant flights and never back down. Court. Oh, no doubt. No hey. doubt. Absolutely. It's already happening. I mean, I mean, you saw Laura trouble. Loomer reported reported that somebody's going after him for, you know, collusion between never back down warned. and the actual campaign. Yeah, it's absolutely I'm warned for months me. about it. I'm telling speaking I, I, of Loomer, all they have to do, Sean, all the FBI and the federal, uh, the FEC have to do they go to Loomer's Twitter feed and you're going to find pictures that Loomer took from the donors in Utah where they she in her own posts uh, mentioned that she had the campaign and Jeff Rowe. That's the campaign and the leader of the pack together, strategizing together. You cannot. You can't do, do that. that. I mean, look, man, you go to you go to prison for that. And yeah. so uh, real quickly before I, I want to talk about your because I want to spend the rest of the show talking about your poll, what you found politically and then the Christmas poll. But I also got to talk about this. Uh, I want another one of our sponsors, Z Stack. You talk about not being able to trust the federal government, not being able to trust uh, Nikki Haley because of her connections to the military industrial complex and big pharma and all these people that are pulling the strings behind the curtain on literally everything that we watch. I mean, Z Stack is a uh, specially formulated formula. Uh, it's a supplement that includes zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D, formulated by Dr. Vladimir Zlenko. This is the world-renowned doctor that treated President Trump when he got COVID, uh, convinced him to take hydroxychloroquine, really helped President Trump a lot. Uh, but this is all about supercharging your immune system. Obviously, I've got five kids. You've got five kids. Real important stuff. This helps keep your family safe from anything that these radical psycho globalists throw at us. Um, but I also have a website for that as well. So if any of y'all who are watching are interested in this, uh, go to zstacklife.com. That's zstacklife.com backslash battleground. Use a promo code battleground, of course, battleground for 10% off of that product. Um, okay, Rich. Your your new poll. First yep. of all, tell us big picture uh, Republican primary. What did you see? 
So Trump hit an all-time high this month uh, in the in our tracking. After the initial indictment phase, he did pop up to 60 for a little bit with us and then receded. He, it was never really competitive, but he hung around the mid-50s. He's now, like the New York Times, actually, at 63%. Nikki Haley uh, leapfrogged DeSantis, but she's at 9 and DeSantis – or she's at 10 – DeSantis is at eight and falling quickly because the rest of DeSantis's voters from the prior month went back to Trump. And then some mm-hmm. of the never Trumpers, a little bit of the never Trumpers went to Nikki Haley. Um, so that's what we're seeing. And I mean, that's the headline from the primary poll. Trump has a majority with every education demographic. He has a majority with ever, every ideology. Um, so across the board, like this is not competitive. And even if you take a state like New Hampshire, you know, it's more moderate, not by percentage, Sean. It's like, what do you consider a moderate? What do you consider to be conservative? So what's conservative in a state like New Hampshire isn't conservative for the rest of the country. So that's why you could, you know, there's just different uh, spectrums and nomenclature. And that's why it can be a little bit confusing to people how they see this. But the primary is, I, I said this in the statement, they're really just reshuffling the bottom of the deck. There is no lane big enough to overtake him. And really, um, it it tells me that the least competitive primary in modern history somehow got less competitive. You know, so people who say, oh, the national polls don't (laughs) matter, Rich, they do matter. Anselm College and CBS polled after the Sununu endorsement. He was polling at about 6%, you know, before he decided he wasn't going to run. You're going to see a little pop like that while voters who don't like Trump figure out where to go. The problem is, Sean, there aren't enough voters who don't like Donald Trump, you know, so they assume when DeSantis gets out, somehow that's going to go to go to him. The problem is he may be the only candidate in modern history who could take the Iowa caucus win and use it to catapult him into New Hampshire. He almost did that in 16 before they played that little trick on him with Ben Carson. Um mm-hmm. And he still won New Hampshire. It just was closer than it could have been had he won the Iowa caucus. And the reason for that is he never does the Iowa caucus Hail Mary strategy where it makes you so unelectable in the rest of the states because you're trying to appeal to a super conservative part of the caucus electorate. He doesn't do that. So momentum in primaries, as you know, is very real. Uh, So I do think that the national poll still matters the most. Uh, You know, not to leapfrog, but the most important thing to me in that poll is that for the first time ever in the history of our tracking against Biden or against any Democratic candidate, Trump with even with decided, Sean, we have never found him above 50 percent. And he topped 50 percent this month for the first time. So he was wow. leading. He was leading Biden, but he was leading Biden 51.3 percent. That has never happened ever in our polling, even when he won. <laughs> you know, wow. it's a big wow. deal. Well, so. So what do you think? Okay, so I'm asking you to to give your opinion here, and I know that you're a data guy, um, but but what do you think? I, I think that this this Colorado Supreme Court ruling is just going to make give Trump another five points. I mean, do you do you think? I mean, everything that they've thrown at this man, nothing has worked, and his support has actually grown. What do you think? And then the comments by DeSantis today, I think it's like a one-two punch. Laura was like, as soon as we heard of this hearing, Laura, this ruling, Laura was like, ah, damn, you did it again. You know, sometimes as a pollster, you get in and out of the field at these inopportune times. Sometimes you get lucky and you enter the field just as something like this is taking effect so you can really measure it. We got out before this happened. We know that there are people who still look. Trump's at 63 percent, but his favorability rating is a little over 80. So he's got room to grow. And every time something like this happens, somebody who likes Trump but is looking at another candidate says to themselves that's i'm going back to trump you know and because we're this far out you know 20 something days till iowa a little about a month until um until new hampshire you know you gotta wonder if you're nikki haley and you're the haley campaign are you may sound like you're happy like she just said in the polls look at the polls i'm surging people know it you may be popping too early and then something like this could blunt you uh when you want to win a primary or a caucus you want to pop that last week you know, maybe maybe two weeks. Uh, Trump, you know, hurt himself in Iowa last time. He skipped the debate and he lost 10 points. Um, that's not appearing to happen here in Iowa. He's there's another poll out today in Iowa. So, you know, you and I were talking about that the other day. I have him at 51 mm-hmm. 
others now have him higher than that. It's probably true. Mm. He's higher. Wow. So, so, I mean, when I think about Iowa, I look back at, you know, Iowa historically, there's doesn't necessarily, just because you went to Iowa doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win no. the nomination, which to me, if you look at DeSantis, it's like, well, why are you putting all your eggs in the Iowa basket? Because it seems like that's exactly what he's doing. I mean, look, Ted Cruz, uh, won Iowa didn't win the nomination. The 700 club guy won Iowa obviously wasn't, didn't get anywhere near the Oval Office. Yes. Uh, Rick Santorum won Iowa was never, was never president. And it, it looks like, you know, Mike Huckabee, one eye. Yeah, what a, another great example. And then you look at New Hampshire. You and I talked about the polling and the, clo- the 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 media narrative. And this is certainly the narrative that they want. They want that horse race between Haley and Trump. But even if you look at the the numbers, just the top line numbers, Trump is still winning by fifteen points in New Hampshire. Yeah. And so, and 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 Trump is beating Nikki Haley in South Carolina in her own state. And Badly. anytime anytime I see a poll. Where you have a a, a a Republican candidate, for example, who's run for statewide office in that state and they're getting their ass whipped in that state, there should be some sort of Republican bylaw that says, OK, it's time for you to exit uh, stage right, because Nikki Haley <laughs> is losing in South Carolina. Ron DeSantis is lo- losing in Florida. If they can't win their own states that they won statewide election in, why are they still in the race? And don't forget Nevada. Uh, she played a little bit of a gamble here. They were the, the Democratic government changed it to a primary, but they can't dictate how to a party how you what contest you have to 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 uh, appropriate delegates. So Haley is not going to be in the caucus. She only kept her name on the ballot for the primary. She's going to win it because only Mike Pence is on there with her. So. She's making this game, but it doesn't mean anything for delegates. So you're going to see Trump romp the uh, Nevada caucus before South Carolina. Again, momentum is real. And even if she was to win, let's get real here. Let's let's say she does better in New Hampshire and we have to deal with the the horse race for weeks. And then we get to South Carolina and maybe uh, I mean, she loses South Carolina. She's got to go because you can't lose your own home state. But let's say something crazy happened, Sean. Even after that, there's nowhere to go. And then we go to Super Tuesday in the South and in the Rust Belt. And then, by the way, in, in the Northeast, in places like Massachusetts. Only in New Hampshire can she really gather support. In a state like Massachusetts, it's not like New Hampshire. So mm-hmm. there, New Hampshire is the place where an incumbent president, or in this case, he's not technically an incumbent, but he's close to it, Ronald Reagan, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, George Bush, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. New Hampshire will show you whether or not an incumbent has a base problem, right? They're they're like the most unruly Mm. of the bunch. But after New Hampshire, it's not. So it has a very good record of predicting presidents. Doesn't mean it will always because South Carolina had a flawless record until Newt Gingrich. He won it and then Mitt Romney wound up being the nominee. Um, You know, so things can change. I just don't know. Where, you know, we always talk about DeSantis. He killed himself. And by the way, there's a common denominator because you're saying, why did he do this? There's a common denominator, a few. Jeff Rowe, who is a career loser at the presidential level. By the way, he may have left never back down, but that schmuck got to take what? How much did you take with you, Jeff? 30 million to destroy the governor's campaign, to destroy the governor's career? And stay away from the Senate races because you get involved and Republicans will have no chance of winning the Senate whatsoever. So do everybody a favor. Take the 30 million you just scammed out of donors and go sit on a beach somewhere with your Zempic and live the dream, bro. Okay? I don't know, but between him... Bob Vander splats in your pants, uh, all the rest of them who convinced these people to go all in hardcore in Iowa, you know, make yourself completely unelectable everywhere else, because somehow we're going to have a Pyrrhic victory in Iowa. I mean, they, 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 they just never learn. It's not 2000 anymore. You know, it's interesting. And Seltzer did an ideology uh, test in her last poll. And, you know, everyone had talked about how Trump was just too moderate socially to win Iowa. And yet here he is. They asked, you know, what it, basically what where is the Goldilocks zone for ideology for the candidates? DeSantis came in too conservative. Haley came in too moderate. Trump came in just right. So that tells you, <laughs> you know, it's Iowa has changed. And I've been trying to explain to these people for years. Evangelicals even have changed. They're different now. It's not just about the church going every Sunday. Also, Wednesday Bible study, 
There are cultural evangelicals who don't even go anymore. They don't like their faith leaders. The uh, CBS poll showed that. You know, only like 17% said they even care what their leaders have to say. And then, of course, we have to, you know, even if, um, you know, Bob Vanderpots was some kind of a kingmaker, there's like a 250 pastors in Iowa who have endorsed Donald Trump. It's insane. Yeah. An insane so, amount of number. You know, so insane. I, yeah. I, I want to I ask you, I want to ask you about your Christmas poll and, and the religion and, and all the religion stuff, because I was looking through your polling and, and some of the cross tabs. It's fascinating stuff. But let really me get is. in one more. Got to talk. Uh, one more sponsor, Naked Organs. Um, it's all about uh, it's it's basically the bison trifecta, which is which is an incredible multivitamin. I, when I was in ranger school, I I don't know if you know this about me, Rich, but I don't eat fruits or vegetables. At I didn't all. know you Nothing. went to ranger school, actually. I thought you were in, only in the 10th mountain. I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. 10th mountain. Yeah. So we went to ranger school and, you know, I spent 60 days in ranger school, basically starving my ass off. I That's went what it is. <laughs> 225 pounds of solid muscle running a 630 mile and came out 160 pounds Whoa. And with a shaved head and no muscle on my body whatsoever. And I was the only guy giving away food because I just simply do not eat fruits or vegetables. I would rather starve to death and do that. But the bison trifecta changes all that. Um, bison organs are mother nature's miracle providing nutritional and hormonal support like no other food source on earth. And now they're available to us from the great company, Naked Organs. So the Bison Trifecta, the company's best-selling product supports health, uh, heart health, cognitive function, athletic performance, nurtures liver health, provides immune support and combats inflammation. So Joe Biden should take this every day to help with the Lazarus pit. I'm sure it would make him a more viable human being. Uh, but go to holisticgoddess.com backslash battleground, holisticgoddess.com backslash battleground. Use the promo code battleground to save an additional 10%. Uh, and I'm telling you, this stuff is real good. Uh, I take it all the time. Uh, okay, so you got it. We got we got five minutes left. I I, I want to hear all about the Christmas poll and some of the interesting stuff that you found. Yeah. Interestingly, I think, you know, one thing that's going to jump out at people is that it certainly is. Well, there's a few, but one immediately. It certainly is not uh, only Christians who celebrate Christmas in this country. Gallup used to find and they stopped asking it many years ago, but they used to find about 95 percent of Americans celebrated Christmas. We're not doing adults. We're doing registered voters. So there's a difference there. We got to keep that in mind. But still, I'll just tell people over 90 percent of Americans say they celebrate Christmas. Majorities of all religious denominations, including those who have no religion. So we have a crisis. What the Christmas poll is going to show people is that we have a crisis of the church in this country and we have a crisis in faith leadership you know mm -hmm. just going down what we were just talking about like uh, yeah the commie pope man the commie pope i'm catholic look i'm not the, yeah. i'm not you know I, I i'm a practicing catholic i i'm i'm a man of faith and he's out there doing things that are Dude. diametrically opposed to the church blessing lgbtq like whatever like no. live your life the way that you want it doesn't mean you get to be a catholic though you know, yeah, even Muslims and uh, Jewish voters told us they celebrate Christmas and a lot of people will be surprised over the Muslim and Jewish numbers. They are smaller subsets of a lot much larger uh, sample. But when you speak to 104 Jews, Sean, and 59 of them tell you that in some way they celebrate Christmas, when you speak to 64 Muslims and 70 percent, 45 of those uh, interviews tell you that they're in a home that celebrates Christmas and they themselves celebrate Christmas. It really is alarming. I, I'm not alarming. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's really impressive. But get this. Those who have no religion, even 83% support or celebrate Christmas. And you think, well, okay, but it's very commercial this day and age. When you go down, when people see this poll, go down and look. We ask people whether or not um, Christmas to them is strongly religious, uh, somewhat religious, or basically, you know, not too religious, but still have some religious component. It's incredible how many people will tell you, even though they have no religion, they don't go to church. We, we even ask them, how about just on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? Right? They don't go to these masses, these services. They don't go to, you know, to whatever it may be to observe it, yet they still contemplate Christmas and believe it as, as for its real meaning. And that they uh, take the time to reflect on, this is how we worded it, reflect on the birth of the Christ 
This is astonishing, which tell, you know, we, we lament, especially conservatives, lament about the rise of the nuns. And Dr. Steve Turley recently has focused a lot of time on explaining to people who are arguing from his point of view that just because someone is a nun does not mean they don't believe in God and that they themselves are not spiritual and that it, we're, we're overblowing it and we're not really addressing the true cause, which is again, a crisis in faith leaders. People, Sean, they don't like the church. Like you just said, they don't trust the Pope. They think he's a hypocrite. They think that uh, evangelicals, a lot of the big faith leaders, you know, Jimmy Schwager, I went back and looked, Gallup, when the Schwager scandal happened, uh, very much was able to measure a correlation in people abandoning, going to services when Jimmy Schwager had his scandal. When you look like a hypocrite or you come across as judgmental, uh, it really does hurt. The scandal with the Catholic Church and the priests sexually assaulting little boys very much hurt mm. Catholic Church attendance in this country. But it doesn't mean they don't believe in God. And, it, you know, it, it's I'll tell you what, in a world of darkness right now and a lot of there's a lot of reason to be deeply concerned about the future of this country and our society, right? Our civilization, even this is at least a bright spot. There's reason to be uh, optimistic when you see this, it tells you that people still do recognize they want to celebrate it. They want to think about things that are wonderful, you know, in this horrible Mm. world, you know, like that God would love us so much that he would give us uh, his son to to kill. You know, they want to think about things like that. It's not their fault that there aren't righteous enough people or people worthy enough to lead that flock. That's their fault, not the flock's fault. That's the shepherd's fault. And that's sad that that's where, we're, where we are. But I look at these numbers and I think we could have a third great awakening if we rose to the occasion. We could. And historians always debate whether or not there was a third one during Nixon, you know, in that era. But I would tend to I tend to be on the side that, no, there were two great awakenings in this country. We could have a third spiritual awakening. People hunger for truth and people hunger for God and spirituality because it's not there. We fill our hearts that which have holes in them, you know, with all of this unhealthy, crazy crap. And that's why we're in so much trouble. That's, you you know, I mean. 50 years ago, if there were cameras, I guarantee, maybe not for 50, but, you know, 50 to 80 years ago, 100 years ago, if there were cameras, I guarantee you, brother, you would still not see videos of what we saw in the Senate hearing room the other day. You know, I mean, this is where we're on this track. We're on this course because of faith. Faith leaders have failed us. They have. And um, they have crying out for it. And you can see it in the poll. I mean, Rich, I, I it's powerful stuff, especially at this time of year with Christmas fast approaching. And I know you've got kids and raising them is important and, and you know, focusing on on the real reason why we celebrate the yeah. Christmas holiday, at least, you know, if, if you're a Catholic, that's what, that's what we do. Um, but it, it's 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 power. It's a powerful message represented empirically in the data, which is really, really, really fascinating. And so, folks, just so you know, uh, to the 600 plus people that are watching, we almost hit a thousand view- live viewers, which is exciting. Um, but uh, t- you can get exclusive access to this stuff on Rich's Locals page. It's pretty cheap to get insight basically subscribe for what a month you could subscribe for a month or up to 12 months rich right yeah and if you do 12 exclusive months, access you get, to all this if tell you, us if about you, it tell us about you, it yeah it's peoplespundit.locals.com if it's uh seven bucks and if you do the year up front you get two months for free uh it's a mixable some people like to just keep it the month you know it's just easier for them you don't want a chunk coming out of your bank account and i understand that in these hard times but we do try to keep it as cheap as possible even though the product we offer on locals is expensive you know but a lot of other locals pages have um especially ones the size of mine have really increased their costs you know over the last year specifically we don't want to do that yet you know we, we want a nice place if we get a big enough audience sean um, then eventually the public polling project can go away and we'll just use locals to have like the locals poll, you know? So for right That's now, awesome. we give locals exclusive like this is exclusive. Um, and we'll keep it that way for a bit. So locals can get it first to check it out first. Uh, we do that with basically every poll. They'll get the cross tabs first. 
Um, the re- I would do it even longer. You know, I would embargo it longer. But when in polling, things get stale in a couple of days. You can't do that. You know, so yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting. And you know, with Sean, what you just said, you're Catholic. Look at Catholics reflecting. You know, their percentage that say reflect on this as a day that Jesus Christ was born. You know, so even though the, the, they don't like the church, they don't. They won't go and sit for mass anymore. They still know what it means and they tell us they reflect on it. So a lot of cool stuff like that, you know, on locals that just won't get from watching the show on YouTube. Definitely, definitely, folks, get out there, go subscribe to Rich's stuff. He's he's the best. And so, Rich, uh, thank you for for your time, man. I I was talking to Commander Laura, Savage Laura, that we should do a show where Melanie and Laura can both chime in because I've seen Laura's takes on Twitter. And sometimes I think they're just as cutting edge and and as hot as Melanie's. So maybe they should be a part of the show as well. We should try to plan that for the new year. We should. I will, I will work on my end. You work on yours and let's make that happen. Cause I'll tell you what, those girls, those girls will double our viewership. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Man. So, hey, listen, you, your family, uh, your amazing wife, Rich, have a have a very Merry Christmas. And thanks for coming on tonight, man. We love you around here. You too. Merry Christmas to you and yours, Sean. Right. Thanks for having me you, as Rich. always, brother. Yep. Take care, my friend. See you next Take time. Take care. Well, that's Rich Barris. Uh, over an hour on the show, of course. I mean, I wish I could do two hours with the guy. I mean, he's he's so smart in everything he does. But if you've stayed with us this long, I think we got over 700 viewers at one point, which is a pretty damn amazing thing. Uh, this show's a grassroots show. It is and always will be. But if you're still with us now and you like this conversation, make sure you like and rumble. Hit that little green thumb beneath this video. That stuff matters. Rumble notices that. It helps us with this crazy algorithm stuff. But if you're watching from People's Pundit page, make sure you you like Battleground Live. Uh, we have Rich on almost on a weekly basis. Uh, and we're building out this show. Really excited about it. It has some amazing things planned for the new year. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your loved ones to like and subscribe to Battleground Live. This is a show that is and will always be for you. Um, if you want to jump right over to the Vigilant News Network app, Ivory Hecker is on with Gateway Pundit's show, Beyond the Headlines. She's fantastic. Again, go download the Vigilant News Network app. Go check her out. She's fantastic. That show is great. Um, but as always, uh, uh, Battle Crew, Boston guy, thank you for the for the Super Chats tip. I love the Battle Crew. I love the name. That's you're my battle crew uh, um, and by the way it's been an honor serving with you all this far and looking forward to great things as we continue to move forward but as always thank you all for watching for the full hour God bless you all and God bless this exceptional nation that we call home take care I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.